Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Mind your business with the breakfast huddle only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle. Ellie Danka, Barty Jagdish and Ryan Huang with you. Time now for Mind Your Business. Well, I don't know about you, Elliot, but I've been myopic since I was eight years old. Mm, they're about the same for me. Yeah, it's quite common, isn't it, in Singapore? Mm, We seem to be extremely vulnerable to eye diseases and disorders at every life stage. But... Surprisingly, in spite of this, eye health remains a low priority in Singapore. In spite of the fact that we're surrounded by myopic people, people aren't changing. Uh, One could say it's a chicken and egg situation. Because we're lax about eye health, we're in this position. But because we're in this position, maybe we should be a little more careful about it too. Surprised to hear that. I mean, there is a growing need to better meet the country's eye health. uh, And, you know, it's about delivering the most appropriate and effective eye care. So there's a new integration integrated eye health ecosystem that will be established to improve access, capacity and hyper-personalization of patient care. Mm, Certainly something that is sorely needed, especially during these times. With the support of the Economic Development Board, a number of best-in-class eye health initiatives are expected to be piloted over a three-year period. These include a community eye health e-referral network, people-centric eye care powered by AI and telehealth. It's pioneered by Johnson & Johnson Vision. This new integrated ecosystem in Singapore is designed to lead the way for the delivery of eye care across the region and become the gold standard for eye health innovation. Let's see if we can find out more from Vaibhav Saran, Area Vice President for Vision Care in Asia-Pacific, Johnson & Johnson Vision. Uh, Vaibhav, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Elliot. I'm doing fine. How are you doing? Uh, I'm good, sir. Thank you so much for helping us out with this. Uh, so Johnson & Johnson is a is a trusted name. I know it more for BB powder. But as, as far as Johnson & Johnson vision is concerned, I apologize. What kind of products and services do you guys provide? <laughs> Thanks, Elliot. Uh, <laughs> you know, that's a very common question we get because as Johnson & Johnson, we are into multiple segments mm. and most commonly known for our consumer products is the baby products, Listerine, etc. But we have multiple businesses and one of them is the vision business, which looks at eye health, which is very comprehensive across from contact lenses, which are ActiView brand, to uh, helping the ophthalmologist do surgical uh, eye surgeries. So it's a comprehensive healthcare across the spectrum for eye health. The thing I find really alarming is that while eye health remains a big problem in Singapore, it is severely underrepresented in the priorities of Singaporeans. Illustrate for us the magnitude of this mismatch and why is it there? That's a great question, Abhati, and that's something that we uh, really struggle with ourselves because when you look at across the world the different healthcare needs and Johnson Johnson as an organization looks at comprehensive healthcare Eye health is typically at the lower end of the spectrum when it comes to the priority. But, you know, I was hearing you talk about you being myopic. What people do not realize is eye health problems and eye issues are one of the most prevalent in the world. It's not only in Singapore. It's when when I first heard the statistics, I was like really surprised. Almost half the world is projected to be myopic over the coming years. And if you come closer to home in in, uh, Singapore... Myopia literally affects one out of two children in Singapore by the age of 12. So every other child is myopic. 
And over time, more than 80% of the population would be myopic by the time they're adults. So it's extremely prevalent, but normally people do not take care of their eyes as much as they can take care of other uh, health situations. So that's something I think there is a lot of gap about eye health education and how do we make eye health a priority. You know, one of the most important facts is that out of the five senses that you have, 80% of your perception is through your eyes, through your sight. It is your most important sense. So we need to pay attention to it. Mm. Actually, why has the focus on eye health dropped so much? Is it really because you have people promoting, you know, eat more greens, have a better diet, exercise more, and then maybe we don't have the bandwidth to take care of every aspect of our health and we forget our eyes? That's true, Elliot. And uh, we have seen this when we ask patients. We have seen a lot of patients who get into a high myopic state saying, listen, did you get your eye health checked done? And they said, no. And these are people who have actually seen a lot of uh, doctors over a period of time for different health conditions. But eye health remains a low priority. So there are two reasons for that. One, it impacts you over a longer period of time. It's not sudden like a headache or mm. a pain in mm. the stomach. So it's longer term. And the second thing is, like you said, the education of eye health is much lesser. And that's something that we want to correct through this integrated eye health ecosystem. Okay, so how are you going to make your messages break through the foliage of all the other wellness messages that we are inundated with? I mean, what exactly does looking after my eyes entail on a regular basis? So when you look at Bharti, the problem that exists is that the entire ecosystem is right now very, very fragmented. So there is the industry, there is science uh, and R&D, there are the uh, eye care professionals, and all of them provide services in a different way. What we are trying to do is, we are trying to create a platform that brings all of them together. And what, which basically includes the eye care professionals, it includes the government uh, bodies, it includes the R&D function, and includes obviously industry players like Johnson Johnson. How do we get all of them together on one platform and communicate consistently to the patients for better patient outcomes? The other thing that we are trying to do is we cannot have a generic message for everyone. You know, uh, a, for example, a parent of a teen or a parent of a 12-year-old versus a 40-year-old person who's about to get breast biopic, that messages would be very, very different. So how do you hyper-personalize the messages so that they are relevant to you and it helps you get better patient outcomes? This is what this entire ecosystem is trying to deliver. Uh, and of course, this is uh, talking about the um, Johnson & Johnson with support of the Economic Development Board, uh, the integrated eye health ecosystem that's launched here in Singapore. I mean, apart from the fact that we have high myopic numbers, uh, Vaibhav, is, is, is that primarily the, re- the main reason why you've chosen Singapore to, to start this ecosystem? There are two or three reasons. Uh, so one of them is about, obviously, we are as our regional headquarters of Asia Pacific. We are based out of Singapore and we partner a lot with EDB and a couple of other uh, government bodies as well. Mm. And the other reason that we chose Singapore was also because of the uh, situation of eye health and even the eye health IRD. So I'll give you one example. A couple of years back, we initiated a myopia research collaboration with uh, SNEC and uh, SERI, which is Singapore National Eye Center and uh, Singapore Eye Research Institute, so that this platform is rooted completely in 
science and clinical evidence. So we have been working with SERI and SNEC over the last two years. And what we are hoping is that we'll come out with solutions, the clinical solutions, which will be cutting edge, not only for Singapore, not only for Asia Pacific, but for across the globe. And that's one of the reasons that we chose Singapore. And obviously our partnerships with EDB, ASTAR continue so that we are able to create more and more talent within uh, Singapore for this, uh, for addressing this problem. Before we talk about the talent issue, uh, let's uh, elaborate on what you mentioned earlier, cutting-edge solutions. What exactly can we look forward to here in this regard? So if you look at the solutions for biopia and biopia management, uh, so there are few available right now. Some of them in, uh, involve ortho-K lenses, atropine solutions. But we, what we are looking at is, is there a differentiated solution which can manage this problem much more effectively over a period of time. The research is an early phase yet, so there are not enough results, but we have already seen uh, joint papers being published by Johnson Johnson and uh, Seri SNEC to see what's happening. What are the predictors of this? Can you predict uh, which child, which teen is going to get high myopia? Can we intervene earlier? So this is a, a solution which goes beyond just a particular product. It goes into data. It goes into predictive analytics. Can we, for example, tell you right now, 10 years from now, how your eye health would be? So it encompasses end-to-end solutions, and that's what we are hoping to bring forth to the patients across the globe. Wow, to know my eye health in 10 years, that's going to be awesome. We're on the line this morning with Vaibhav Saran, who is Area Vice President for Vision Care in Asia Pacific for Johnson & Johnson Vision. Uh, Vaibhav, after hearing everything you talked about, I can't help but think, wait a minute, this is at the same time also career opportunity for young Singaporeans. Uh, your thoughts on this? That's very, very true, Elliot. In fact, uh, when we you know, did a joint announcement with EDB earlier in August. This was at the center of our entire discussion, saying how do we make Singapore an R&D hub, but also a data analytics hub, a, a personalization hub. And this requires a very different kind of skill sets over a period of time. And what we are trying to work with EDB is how can we create that next generation talent, not only at a uh, at a middle management level, but next generation leadership from from uh, Singapore who can really lead into data sciences, analytics, and of course, focused on eye health. So I think it's an exciting opportunity, not only for Johnson Johnson and EDB, but I think it's outstanding for the talent to look forward to different kind of uh, roles in the future. So what sorts of initiatives are you spearheading in order to ensure that you manage to develop the talent and also help them uh, in their career progression in this very niche field? So I'll give you one specific example, Bhakti. So for, uh, we are trying to get into uh, integrating AI and data science into the entire patient journey. So think about a parent who has got a child who has got myopia and how do we work with them as their eye care professional to give them hyper-personalized service, which is a combination of in eye, you know, in eye clinic, but also through telehealth. Now, this would require humongous amount of work at the back end in terms of creating digital ecosystems, but also massive amount of data sciences so that the solution that you're providing to that child and to that parent and to that ECP is completely 
completely driven by the data journey. So what we are doing at the back end is investing these roles, creating these roles, but also training people at a much younger level so that they can get into this early and that can create a talent pool within Singapore for this uh, for future. Uh, this would mean uh, this would mean uh, of course you guys are working with EDP on on EDB rather on this talent okay. development aspect the AI aspect really interests me because we, we're talking predictive models right absolutely yes absolutely so in fact again like I said it goes end to end okay one of the work that we did with SRE and SNEC was the public first publication was that how do you do identifying predictors like as for high biopia in mm. teenage years and it involved data of 10-year longitudinal study of 900 children in Singapore. So how do you uh, kind of do that data analytics on that so that you are able to identify those predictors and start acting on them? So, yeah, that's that's the future that we are looking at. But apart from predictive uh, and, and more accurate predictive models, uh, can that be used or would that be used to sell uh, preventive models uh, as well. I mean, if let's say a young kid like Bharati, eight years old, coming to you, okay, you've got myopia. How do we, how do we turn that around? Is is this is this sort of care something that would be promoted? Yes. So what we are looking at solution pilot is across the board. It can be predictive. It can be preventive. Okay. It can be curative. A lot of so R and D solutions which we are working with, uh, sorry, is across the board. Saying how can we actually get into every part of patient journey wow. so that we are able to uh, impact this. Obviously, it's a long-term journey. It's across uh, the world, but it is a huge problem to be solved. You know, half the world's population is not a joke, right? Yeah, yeah, wow. Mm, Certainly, it is a large number. Since we are talking about prophylactic approaches, so on and so forth, and not just curative approaches or preventative approaches, let's talk about the future of research in this arena. You've talked a lot about hyper-personalization, but what's happening in terms of research to make treatments more effective? I mean, I know that there's been a lot of talk about uh, further capitalizing on genomic studies in order to improve eye care, eye health and eye care treatments. What more can you tell us in terms of where you're heading in that direction? Yeah, but again, that's a very exciting field right now. Uh, I'm not the expert on that field, but I'll give you some indicators of what is happening. So earlier, what used to happen was the entire field of data, AI, digital was in one space. And then the R&D happening in a lab where products were being formed was in a different space. What we are seeing over a period of time is both of them merging into one. And we are seeing this across healthcare, not only in eye health. So both these streams tend to merge and what happens then is that people who are working on products start work looking at data and people who are working at data start working on um, the products as well and they start working together suddenly when we look at combination of this the patient outcomes dramatically start increasing and i'm you know uh, again this is more a layman's guess from my side that we will see more and more of this happening over a period of time and which will lead to better patient outcomes. Mm-hmm. Just like insurance, you have consumers more educated and more able to uh, read the product in that sense. With the rise of that, what then happens to the optician? How does his or her role have to evolve and change? 
I think the way this uh, ecosystem is set up, the uh, optometrist, ophthalmologist, everybody has a very critical role because we are not looking at one isolated visit to an optical store. We are looking at the entire patient journey. So what the role of the optometrist uh, or optician or ophthalmologist is going to be, A, number one, giving much more education to the patient about eye health. Because again, right now it's not limited to just the product, but end to end. The other big thing that we see uh, happening, Elliot, is uh, cross e-referral. So, you know, when you have hyper-personalized data, you can actually help the patient by the ophthalmologist sending the data to the optometrist. Of course, with the entire privacy being taken care of, but this will really help the patient outlet, uh, outcome because you're not talking about just one particular visit to a store. You are talking about past history, uh, the referral from another doctor, mm. and even telehealth. Mm. So everything is coming together in one space for the for the patient. Wow. Mm. I can already hear some skeptics saying, hey, why don't you just give people a checklist on how to look after their eye health on a day-to-day basis and leave it at that, you know? Or would you rather not do that? Because that might mean that, you know, the optometrists and others like you might go out of business. What's your perspective on that? I mean, is it that simple? Give people a checklist, let them uh, take care of their eye health properly on a day-to-day basis? Because it appears that that education part is still a missing piece, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, I think both optometrists and industry people will definitely say, yes, we should do that. We should educate people about eye health because every day, just think about the screen time you've had since the start of the pandemic. It has shot through the roof. Eye health issues are just going up. The strain on eyes is going up. So I think it's very critical that we train and educate everybody, especially our children and teenagers, so that they are able to take care of their eyes. There are some very fundamental checklists which they should be doing, you know. A simple one is called a 20-20-20 rule where you should, after every 20 minutes, take a break and look at an object which is 20 meters away for at least 20 seconds. So very simple things which you can do to take care of your eye. But the other important part is it's also important to take care and measure your eye health. So going to an optometrist and getting eye health examination is a critical part. Like you get your cholesterol checked, right? Like you get your blood testing done. Get your eye health test done once a year because that's important to see if you're not having any underlying issues or any current issues are not worsening. So I see that as a combination party. Definitely we should educate uh, people more and more about this. And on that note, I'm going to go have some carrots now. Vaibhav Saran, who is Area Vice President for Vision Care in Asia Pacific for Johnson & Johnson Vision. Uh, Really appreciate your time this morning. You take care and stay safe. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.